0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting.
2: Well hi everyone, welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered, I'm your host Menas and uh, in the World Cup preview show I I flagged my concerns about Afghanistan competing in this World Cup and I'm joined now by Craig Foster who's a former socceroo and a human rights advocate. Craig welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, thanks for giving me some of your time. You were in studio recording another podcast and I mentioned to you my concerns about Afghanistan competing in the World Cup with an awful um, human rights record at home, especially around the treatment of women. And I'm curious, how, you know, how you feel about this issue. Oh, I think it's shocking. Um, you know, I've spoken about it on a number of occasions, but I, I, the reason I'm speaking to you, I really
3: like the cricket community and fans to think, you know, more deeply about it. And and the question is for Australia, where the as host of this uh, Cricket World Cup, we should be allowing Afghanistan to participate. Uh, Afghanistan is currently the only country in the world that bans girls from both secondary education and, of course, from sport. Uh, even in recent years, for example, uh, in the last three years, Saudi Arabia have formed their own women's national team in order to provide some form uh, of um, um, you know, association to a gender equality so that they can host and be involved in a range of things, for, for example, with FIFA. Afghanistan aren't even doing that. So when uh, Kabul fell to the Taliban only last year, in August 2021, uh, the first thing they did is uh, crack down on girls' and women's rights and denied them the right immediately to play sport. We evacuated at that time a lot of female athletes out. There's been many female cricketers who have who uh, have come to Australia and many who also are, are still seeking to. Uh, and, of course, we got out, as many people would know, the entire team and squad of the women's football national team. So they now play for Melbourne Victory in Melbourne. So the reason they've had to travel halfway around the world, uh, relocate mostly without their families, uh, find their place in a new society and try and rebuild their football and other careers and education is because the Taliban have denied them that right. So, you know, how is it that Australia is now allowing the male Afghan national cricket team to participate in a tournament when gender equality in sport is so important to us. And in fact, Cricket Australia and cricket in Australia has been a real leader in this field. We're delighted that the Matildas and the Socceroos uh, a year or two ago equalised their pay and all of their conditions actually with the Socceroos. And that came, I'm pretty sure, after the uh, female national cricket team who, uh, who are equally as loved as the Matildas did likewise. So as a country, we're very proud. We've got a long way to go in terms of gender equality in business and other areas, but we're very proud of some of the steps we've taken in gender equality. You know, we trumpet that all around the world, and yet we're allowing a country to come here and participate in a male tournament um, in the circumstance where their own women are not allowed to participate against our female national team. I just think that's fundamentally wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy because Australian cricket is a world leader in, um, you know, the Women's Big Bash League and helping women's cricket develop and pushing other nations like India to do it. And yet, um, you know, last week I read that in, um, you know, Afghanistan, the girls were banned from school um, and were allowing them to to compete in the World Cup. Um, So Australia needs to maybe take the lead and, you know, other countries like England might follow So I think last
3: year, um, following fairly shortly on from the takeover by the Taliban, if you recall, and I know that your fans will remember this, um, Australia was scheduled to play a test against Mm, Afghanistan, is that right? And uh, the Australian government sports minister rightly uh, issued a statement saying that we don't support that game going ahead. And in fact... Um, I'm quite sure they, they would have uh, you know, placed some pressure on Cricket Australia. And um, to my recollection, Cricket Australia made the same determination. So Australia, I thought, was very proud of that. I was. I spoke to the government at the time and, and said I, I fully support that stance. You know What we were saying then is that as a country, we believe so strongly in gender equality and in the context of sport that's very important to us. We feel as though we're a leader across many sports here. Uh, and cricket is is right at the forefront of that, and we cannot in good conscience engage with another country that bans women from playing sport altogether. Um, and we feel that the only way to place pressure on a regime like that which, let's face it is a terrorist organization but the only way to place international pressure on them to change that stance is for the countries who have the leverage that is that has the power within any, any sports and cricket is one in which Australia is a very powerful and influential actor um, and you know for example in football we're not you know, we're a, we are a very small country when it comes to, you know, politics of FIFA, for example, whereas in cricket we are one of the big guns. Therefore, we have both the responsibility uh, and also the opportunity uh, to make a very significant stance for women in sport everywhere and just for basic women's and, and girls' rights. So, I'm disappointed that it happened. Um, you know, I did have some discussions with the people around the tournament and um, And, you know, as you you would be aware, all of these tournaments today have a range of ambassadors. They have a suite of ambassadors from across broad society to support the tournament and promote Mm. it. And um, people from the tournament, your current tournament, um, did approach me some months ago. And the question I asked them is, is Afghanistan playing? Well, I asked them two questions. Do you have a fossil fuel sponsor, firstly? (laughs) In which case, you know, I'm not prepared to be involved. And secondly, is Afghanistan playing? And they said yes. And I said, well you know, I would ask you to make sure they don't play firstly uh, and if they are coming here to play in this tournament, then I, can't, I simply can't support you. Why? is because I, I, ju- I believe in gender equality and I thought that all of Australian sport
2: did. Do, do you think it's a bit of a cop-out then if Cricket Australia were to use the excuse that this is an International Cricket Council uh-huh. event, it's not a, a, a tournament, Australia is organised? Do you think yeah. it's taking the easier way out just to shift the blame onto the ICC? Well, that's certainly true. So, as far as I'm
3: understanding, I'm not an expert on cricket politics, but um, Afghanistan and regional allies uh, are very influential at uh, global cricket political level. Um, Whether they're more influential than Australia and other allies, who uh, you know we could have created a coalition. Uh, against what's occurring here you know didn't need to be just australia that's that's in part answer to your question um australia didn't necessarily need to stand alone i would have thought that you know there'd be a range of countries who would feel likewise that um, women's sport and the right to women and girls to play cricket all around the world is sacrosanct it's it's as fundamental to participation of any country um we didn't do that um you're right to ask that question. It is just merely a matter of politics. That's true, but you probably need to direct it to the CEO or the chair of Cricket Australia, um, ICC. Of course, are running running the tournament, and and that would be the official line. Um, but I, if I was a fan of cricket, and I certainly used to be, I used to play a lot when I was when I was young. I wasn't a bad number three batsman. Actually, I've heard, you heard about your double hundred. <laughs> 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 um, I would be really really disappointed. and and I have to say. Um, you know, I'm as critical of my own sport, and people know that, um, and that's important, you know, not just to talk about other sports, but, you know, everyone knows my stance on FIFA, for example, um, and, and, you know, equally, um, you know, many issues within the Australian football landscape. Um, so my view on Afghanistan is this, and I've said this publicly, that I have the same expectation on my own sport as I would on cricket or any other. And that is that if we had to play Afghanistan in a World Cup qualifier, we don't because they're they're at a kind of different level. So, you know, they they do the early qualifiers, if you like, and Australia comes in as a seed a little bit later. So it's, it's unlikely that we would play them. However, my stance would be if we played them, doesn't matter how important that World Cup qualifier is, I would be calling publicly for a boycott of that game and a forfeit of the game. On the basis of uh, the rights of girls and women in Afghanistan that we take for granted here in Australia, and, and our expectation that anyone that we participate against in world sport uh, has to have those same principles in place. Otherwise, all we're doing is siding with that regime. We're providing uh, political capital to that regime and saying, "Look, that's okay. Um, you know, we, we you know we're not too concerned about that." The 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 closest a uh, corollary i guess would be um to some degree uh, apartheid in south africa mm. and when many sporting organisations around the world mind you they had to be pushed and they were very slow the first was table tennis actually um, with greatest respect to them they were the first mm. to yep. say we're pulling out and we are not participating against an apartheid south africa Uh, The Olympics were forced to do so later. FIFA was forced to do so. In fact, they they banned them or suspended them, then put them back in, and then under political pressure took them out. So sport, you know, the political nature at the global level always makes these things uh, quite complex. Um, But I would say that is the closest um, example of... Yeah, that's racism, and this is uh, you know just basic women's rights. We're talking about the most fundamental rights here. So, you know, I,
2: I think it's I think it's um, very disappointing for all of Australian sport. It doesn't matter which sport it is. And last question, Craig. Uh, you know, Australia is set to play Afghanistan in the T Twenty World Cup. What should people with the same concerns, I guess I have and you've voiced here, do it? You know, do you think protest signs? What, I guess what's your guidance? I would say that the players, um, you know, need
3: to discuss this issue. We generally see most of the change that's happening in sport now. And see, sport uses um, three words endlessly. Values, integrity, uh, four words, principles and excellence. And I see these in every... Uh, press release. You might note, for example, what the diamonds are doing at the moment. The diamonds are rightly the Nepalese team. They are rightly questioning their own governing body, in a in a circumstance that's really difficult. This is a this is a, a, a governing body that was in seven million dollars debt and has now accepted fifteen million dollars from a cli- climate denier. I think Hancock. Ha- yeah. So Gina Reinhart Hancock Prospecting. Um, she is a, an avowed climate denier. Um, in a sport, like all sport, but in a sport that is deeply affected now and in future by climate change um, and has a responsibility to broader society to be a calling for for climate action. Uh, And at the same time, her father made some horrific comments about sterilisation of First Nations people that, to to what I read in the media, Gina Reinhardt has never disavowed. Uh, And, I mean, there is... Uh, I think, just the third Indigenous netball player now about to represent the Diamonds. Um, But even if that wasn't the case, and she's raised that issue... Yeah, they
2: don't want to wear the jersey
3: with the Hancock brand. Exactly right. So you've got two issues there where the players are now feeling, rightly, we are immensely uncomfortable with this. So now you see all um, uh, all of the press releases coming out from supporters of general, including the CEO of Volleyball Australia, I read this morning, who's clearly very close to her, who said uh, that all, all sporting fans should be concerned uh, that, you know, these issues are being raised uh, because this is all about values, integrity, and, uh, you know, so on. Well, we are concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned, extremely concerned um, that, you know, you're allowing someone just, just simply uh, for, uh, you know, because you need the money. Uh, you're allowing someone who is active climate denier in schools in WA and has been there and lectured children about um, the non-existence of climate change, uh, and who has this awful uh, family history in relation to First Nations, uh, and now you, you're protecting her simply because you know you need the money and sport mm. does need the money. This is the problem. Uh, but let's not talk about values and integrity and these things unless we're prepared to you know take firm. Stances, actually authentic stances, based on um, you know what we call our principles and the like. So, I think the players have to you know have a really serious think about this. As I've been asking the Socceroos to make statements and to take action in relation to Qatar, um, and they will. Um, in in the lead up, we've got about 6 we I've oh, got about a month to go, um, and so you'll see the Socceroos making some statements about that. Um, to really understand it and to you know speak to their governing body express their concerns they've done it i uh, in fact i saw a, a fantastic article this morning the headline about uh, I think it's a Linter. Yeah, Pat speaking to Dan yeah, Braddock of the is a, a She's not
2: happy. Um, yeah, with fantastic. them Taking a fossil fuel sponsorship, and I guess you know is a boycott of the Afghanistan Afghanistan game yeah. too strong an action? Oh, I think it should be discussed. It should be if discussed. a boycott. Yes, yeah. Okay, so good.
3: not. Yeah. So if I was in football, I would be saying to the Socceroos, you shouldn't be playing against them. Um, we believe strongly in the in Matilda's equal rights. Um, And you have to understand what's happening here. That takes education. So, you know, I don't always, um, you know, advocate for athletes not to play in a sport because usually it's not their fault they didn't allow these people in. And, And also, athletes tend to be not as focused on these issues. So, the first point is. Um, and I'm sure the Cricketers Association is right across this. They're certainly doing a, a very good job with Pat in relation to um, Fossil fuel Sponsorship. But the first is to make sure that the players are educated. So what is happening in Afghanistan? You know, what, what rights are being breached here? What does that mean in terms of our own values of Australian sport? The second thing that the players might do in the Cricket Association is get a broad coalition of sport on board. So it's not just about cricket. Uh, And, you know, speak to Football Australia, speak to the Sports Minister. Uh, So, in other words, instead of cricket just bearing this load, why doesn't all of Australian sports say now, we're not playing against Afghanistan in any sport? We we don't believe this is right. As a country, uh, gender equality in sport is so very important to us that this is out now. So any games that are scheduled between Australia and Afghanistan in any sport uh, will not be played. Australia will be boycotting all of those until such time as... Uh, the whatever you call it, the regime or whoever's in control of Afghanistan, until they allow girls and women the right to participate in sport, which
2: is a fundamental human right. Yeah, let them go to school first. Crazy. Well, Craig, um, wise words. Wise words. Thank you very much for joining us on Cricket Unfiltered, and uh, we'll uh, catch up with you over the World Cup. Great. Any time. <laughs>
1: It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com.
2: Sports Social Podcast
1: Network.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>